Welcome back to another episode of Xtreme. My name is Zach, and today is the first day that I'm alone in speaking to you all. Feels a bit weird, if I'm being honest. But, here we go. So I've decided, we've decided, that we're not going to keep moving forward with the Mega Man 11 block until Joey gets back. It's pretty important to both of us. Uh, Mega Man is where we started and how we really got into gaming in a big way. So I wouldn't move on without him. I wouldn't think about it. So in lieu of that, I'm going to be talking about some other games that I've been playing recently. So first off, one that has really uh, caught my eye recently. I'm sure you've heard a lot about it if you've been on the internet recently. Um... Wargroove, uh, released beginning of February. It uh, is kind of like Advanced Wars in the Middle Ages. Uh, growing up, I gotta say I was a huge fan of Advanced Wars. I didn't actually play Days of Ruin, but I heard it was good. Ended up stopping at Black Hole Rising. Uh, but both of the, the original Advanced Wars and Black Hole Rising were fantastic strategy games for me. Um, I distinctly remember being at uh, swim meets when I was younger and having my Game Boy, and in between sets, I would just be playing rounds of Advance Wars to kill time. Maybe I should have been practicing instead. But you know what? Hindsight's twenty twenty, and I think I chose the better option, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But anyway, um, in case you're not familiar with the Advance Wars series or those types of games, it's a strategy game where you command armies, who have a kind of rock-paper-scissor-ish strength and weakness bonuses to how they attack, and you just need to conquer your enemy, uh, be it, you know, achieving certain objectives, like destroying a certain place, or capturing a base, or taking down a weapon of some kind, so on and so forth. Um, If you like games like Risk, honestly, or... Jesus, I don't even know if anybody remembers. Like Stratego? 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 I don't know how you pronounce it. But games like that, kind of from a board game setting, remind me of the settings. I'm trying to just reach out broad, you guys, and if there's anything that that sounds familiar there, that's what that is. Uh, But I'm really enjoying it, honestly. It's a lot of fun. It's very challenging, uh, I don't actually think the original Advance Wars were this challenging, Otherwise, unless I've gotten stupider, which is possible, I may have, but I'd like to think I learned a little bit from, you know, being 10 until now. <laughs> but I do think that the developers, uh, Chucklefish, actually took a lot of time in crafting their, their AI uh, for the story mode, because there's a lot of things that I see the AI doing that I can actually very well see a human player doing. Because the whole point of each map is to either... Well, for the most part, it's one of two things. It's either destroy the enemy base or destroy the enemy captain. Um, now, with that in mind, what they usually do is start you off at a disadvantage to make the uh, uphill climb a bit more difficult for you. Like, they will already have, like eight or so units deployed, and you'll maybe only have four. So you're kind of at a disadvantage from the start. But that's not really the 
AI component. That's more game design and actually laying out the field of battle to make you strategically think about how you want to press forward. What the the AI component really comes into play is how they manage their units. So they actually move the units in such a way that they position them just out of reach of your units. So say you have a, a an area of attack, if you will, that you can move in with any certain units. They change depending on the unit type, but it shows you how far they can move and how far they can attack. For the most part, the AI is incredibly aware of your attack movement and general movement capabilities so that they'll actually just stand directly on the farthest most point outside of your reach and wait and kind of bait you out in a way that makes sense so they'll have like a trebuchet kind of just following behind to kind of press into your territory while keeping a a horseback riding unit on standby near it just outside of your reach so that they can move in further when they when you decide to back up so you're not in the trebuchet range. So in that way, they actually create the AI in such a way that it makes for dynamic combat because you have to actually think about where you need to position your units, where would be where to put them to actually push them back as opposed to them pushing you back, and what kind of enemy, what kind of. Uh, matchups would be best to actually turn the tide in your favor so say again we're back at that example where you have the trebuchet and the horse rider say you have a pikeman and i don't know a, a battle pup although the there are also battle pups in this game which is i mean it should be reason enough to buy the game one of the commanders is just a doggo guys come on his name is caesar and he has a fluffy hat and he's adorable, and goddammit, if that's not enough reason to buy this game, I don't know what to do with you guys. Anyway, I got really off track there. Um, the the strategic component there, you could have the battle pups kind of rush in and do a lot of damage to the trebuchet, so it actually is less effective in attacking an oncoming unit, so you can kind of actually tank a little bit of damage and then rush forward with your pikemen, who are critical hit towards the uh, horseback riding units, the cavalry, and then you actually push forward. So it actually just makes you think of a push and pull, because at the same time, while you're pushing this forward, they're building counter units to the counter unit you just picked. So it's just, it's beautifully well done. I gotta say, they must have spent a lot of time fine-tuning this AI. Granted, it's been in development for a very long time. I remember hearing about this game... Uh, a few years ago, I think back in 26, no, 2017, maybe? Yeah, something like that. And I was already interested when they first announced it. It's been, you know, dry on Advance War gameplay for a very long time. Um, but once I heard about it, uh, I was, I was stoked, personally. Um, so yeah, I think you guys should check this game out if you're into the strategic kind of combat simulation games. It's a bit, it's cartoonish, but that's the Chucklefish style, and I don't think that detracts in any way. Um, did a very good job of animating the attack animations per unit and per commander. Uh, there's a lot of love that went into this game. You can tell that. Um, the introduction with the like anime-ish looking cutscenes in the beginning. 
Um, I got to say, kind of give off a weirder, a different vibe than what they're going for. Um, it kind of like looks like like an action RPG, an action RPG. If you just look at the intro, like you wouldn't think that it is an Advance Wars ish strategy game. Um, so that is a bit weird. But again, they're going for a theme here, so I can't fault them too much on that. But that might be, um, you know, a learning for for the next game. And I mean, they already have another game in the works. Chucklefish is kind of like. They're really riding off of the uh, the acclaim from Stardew Valley, which is fantastic, but not the kind of game for me. I can never really get into life simulation games. Um. Anyway, I think that this game is worth your time. It's only it's a it's pretty cheap, relatively. Um. There's a lot of gameplay to it. There's online components where you can actually check out customized maps that people have made. There's an arcade mode that I haven't looked into yet because I'm still looking at I'm still doing the story and the story itself is is good um it's not going to win any prizes for the writing but it is good it gets it keeps the plot moving and um I'm still waiting to see how it all pans out but for now I think it's it's fine it's fine I'm not really one way or the other drawn in to it like, I get it, and there's a lot of information they put in the Codex. Now, I have no problem with Codex entries in general, where you have to go into a menu and then search up some information on characters that you want to learn more about. But, I mean, I'm the conveyance guy, if I can say so myself. If you can show rather than tell, then I am so down for that. If you could show that these characters have a certain relationship or show that, you know, these people are progressing in a certain way, then fair enough. I think that's a better way to display character motivations and development or even character backstories. Like they had the initial impetus for the, the uh, campaign where, you know, I'm not going to spoil it because the game came out too recently, but it is literally the first mission. So, there is a there's something that happens that kind of just incites this whole campaign. Um but like it seems again, I'm not done with the story so like actually I can't I shouldn't comment yet. I'll wait till I'm done with the story to comment. But either way, I think this game is worth your time if you're into strategy games. Welcome back. And the other game that I was going to talk about that I've been playing concurrently with Wargroove is literally just 
bonkers. I I can't think of a better way to describe it than bonkers. But uh, it's called Pool Panic. Uh, it's by Adult Swim Games, so you know you're uh, you know what you're getting into if you've played some of their games before. But um, Pool Panic definitely is an interesting one. Uh, it is about it, it, there's no story per se. It's just you are a, a cue ball, literally a cue ball, like on a pool table, and you need to hit other balls into the holes. You know, like normal pool. Um, thing is, though, you get into some very weird situations as the cue ball. And the other balls get interesting as well. Like, there's a, there's an, uh, there's a table that you get to. I'm calling them tables. There's a, there's an area you get to where uh, there's a car crash as you're walking around, and then it becomes an area you can explore. And then in that area, a bunch of a bunch of billiard balls come out of the crashed car, and then you gotta make sure gotta make sure you look out for some of those balls because some of them just try and like body slam you, and then others come out that just try and block anything that goes into a into a hole and they have these just weird facial expressions that are just so adult swim it's crazy it's just oh my god hold on the art style it's but it's bonkers guys i can't describe it any other way from being bonkers it's a pool you know that it's a pool pool game there's a pool cue it looks like it the cue ball, they all look like balls, but some of them are, like, animalish in quality, like they'll try and run at you. Some of them are human in quality, and they will, like, dance around the field and try not to get hit. Some of them are just fucking scared of you and literally will run away because I think when they go into the hole, they're dying? I don't know. Every time they get knocked into a hole, they scream like, no! <laughs> so I don't know, but then at the end you have to jump into the hole and you're happy. Like what? I don't understand what's happening. This game is just—it's crazy. Uh, and then you walk around this humongous overworld, getting to these areas, and it's like watching—it's like walking through a child's painting or something. Like all of the all the drawings become like two dots with a little mouth to signify their face and then just all of the stuff it's it's bonkers you guys if i could show you a picture of it i would but this is an audio medium you guys i'm a little restricted but this game is it's weird it's a weird game i think you should check it out if you're curious um it's not like a pool game. It is in the way that you knock balls into holes. But if you're expecting like a a pool game that is traditional where the balls are not sentient and are not trying to avoid you at all costs, then maybe go play like Pool Masters or some shit because this is not the pool game for you. <laughs> um, 
there's so much to do in this game, though. If the ticker is to be believed, there's about like 105 different pool tables, sorry, stages that you can go through. And each of them has a different shtick to it. Um, you're all graded on the same the same uh, scorecard, though. It's how fast you beat it. Uh, if you hit all the balls in, if you can hit all hit the minimum required amount of balls in with a certain amount of Q hits, and whether or not you knock get knocked into a hole yourself. So that is not to say that you can't beat it if you don't meet any of those requirements. You literally just have to knock enough balls in to knock the eight ball in and then follow it in and you'll be in the stage. So there's no real restrictiveness to it because Lord knows I had some trouble getting used to this because it's weird. It's weird. Hard. It's hard enough trying to aim a pool ball uh, to get it into a hole. But when they start like walking around and ramming you and dodging you and just generally fucking with you, it makes it so much harder to aim. Thankfully, there is a lock-on mechanic where you lock onto the ball you want to hit. But at the same time, and then you have to just be really quick about where you want to hit it and make sure your aiming is really on point to make sure that that ball goes into the hole. Again, it's not frustrating. I'm tr- I'm trying to not make it sound frustrating, even though sometimes it's a little frustrating. But it's really just because I'm... I'm, I don't think I'm thinking about it hard enough about how I should be approaching the certain areas because what I tend to do in certain situations is just power through and kind of just make it work with the tools that I have sometimes without actually thinking a bit deeper, which is weird considering I've done 107 episodes of this show and you think that I would do nothing but think deep on everything. But sometimes you just don't want to think especially when the game doesn't set you up to want to think. Uh, so I'm not in the mindset to actually be strategic. I'm more in the mindset to see stupid shit, which is normally what I'm in the mindset for when I watch Adult Swim in general. But anyway, it's it's a weird game, guys. It's weird. Um, it's got quite the charm to it. Um, if you like those kinds of Adult Swimmy games where it's just, bananas and like it makes takes left turns everywhere and you're like what the just happened like i don't understand you're like great you're not supposed to move on to the next weird thing (laughs) uh the game's relatively cheap i don't know if it's still on sale but um it's still relatively cheap if you're curious to check it out um i would look into it if i were you but only if you're really into the weirder side of gaming Maybe you want to see something you haven't seen before, or you're just like, I'm curious about a pool game, but this doesn't seem like a pool game, but it is a pool game. Never said pool this much in my life.
Welcome back. I'm totally not re-recording this because my garage band didn't record it. But, nope, that didn't happen, so I'm just going to talk about it anyway. So, welcome back. Um, I want to close out this episode by talking about a weird set of games that I had the distinct pleasure to at least play one of them with, and the other one, maybe not so much. Uh, this is a Japanese-only game called uh, 64 Uzumu. That's O-O-Z-U-M-O-U. Uzumu. 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 I don't know, man. But it's a it's a wrestling game. A so, a, sorry, a sumo wrestling game. Um, but with more of like an anime style aesthetic. Um, so it has like in the intro here, it's got like a sumo wrestler on fire because you know, like when the sumo, when you got power up, as you know, as we all need to from time to time, you just fire happens around you and it's totally natural. And if you're on fire, don't worry, you're probably just ascending to a new level of power. I wouldn't call the fire department. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so the game is very interesting. Um, again, it's in Japanese, so I don't understand the exact words that they're saying, but again, context clues are pretty, pretty solid here, so you can get an idea. You're sitting in a park with your sumo buddy, you know, wearing your thong, you know, your sumo thong, discussing life, you know, how it goes, you know, haven't you guys ever gone to the park? With your buddy and your sumo thong, please don't do that. You're probably gonna get arrested, but you know, don't take it from take it. Don't take it from me. I've never done that. Um, but the game itself, the game play, is interesting. I, um, I know that sometimes people hate it when these words are spoken, but it's a quick time event based game. Uh, yes, there are actual other inputs to this game. But the fun part is the quick time events. I don't know why people hate quick time events so much, honestly. I get it, like, sometimes... Well, no, I don't get it, because I think, depending on the situation, it makes sense. It adds for a ten- It adds tension. It adds, like, a reflexiveness that you have to be able to overcome, like... The fact that sometimes it's it's hard to do a, do a quick time event is, be, is the point. That's the point of a, it's not called a slow time event. It's called a quick time event. It's it's meant to get that feeling of pre, like of pressure to get the feeling of oh uh, shit, this is something important that I need to actually focus on. This is no time to be multitasking. It's 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 demanding your focus. And the fact that if you mess up on it, it starts over. That's how every game works. If you mess up in, a, in any any other situation, that's how that works. That's how games are played. Anyway, that rant over. Um, it's a quick time based event sumo wrestling game with this garage band style rock track backing it. Like, honestly, I was so confused while I was playing this game. But, like, I had to keep going. It seemed so cool. Like... When you would go and do a special move, it would go into, like, quick time event mode, and you, like, take this motherfucker down. It looks really cool. And it feels great, too. Even though I have no idea what's happening. Like, I love it. Um, honestly, if I knew Japanese as a kid, or if I knew Japanese now, I probably would have loved this game. 
but for now, I'm probably just going to keep going with it. I, or Well, I mean, I can't keep going with it, but I'll, uh, if I find it again, I will look into it a bit more. Um, but I was lucky enough to also figure out that there was a second Uzmao games, just creatively titled 64 Uzmao 2. Um, but then it got weird. I mean, not in a good way, weird. Um, it, it became an RPG, whereas it was like an action fighter kind of thing. Um, and you can customize your sumo dude, which is interesting, but... I don't know, man. All that power is too much. You can make all the weird shit that you want for your sumo, dude. But again, it's an N64, so it's not going to look too crazy. It's basically just a series of of giant polygons, which is all games. So you know what? I take it back. Um, the I was just watching some of the how the cutscenes occur in gameplay and for some reason the animations on some of the characters just stop mid action it's weirdly jarring it doesn't look good it it looks lazy and rushed and almost like they made this game as a cash grab for the second cuz the first one did so well huh and like i don't they made the gameplay worse why don't you just if you're going to just copy and paste the game why not copy and paste the fun gameplay but no it's like the cool fighting sorry that cool cinematic camera that was there in the first one all gone and there's this slow it's now just a slow paced 3d fighter which with some of those same like prompts to do cool moves but they're less impactful now and they don't seem as cool like they don't change the they don't change how the game looks and there's no cinematic camera when you do these cool moves there's no sumo wrestlers on fire from what I saw, which is a big no-no. If you can if you can avoid it, you know, I want sumo wrestlers on fire in my video games. And and on top of all of that, it's yeah, I don't know, man. It's a it's a game that literally maybe nobody in North America would have played. But if you do happen to find a copy of this game, go for the first one. Uzumau 1. Better than Uzumau 2. Fight me on that.
All right, and I think that's where I'm going to end it today. I mean, this has been kind of weird just talking to myself. Um, so hopefully this episode turned out well. I've got one more of these before Joey gets back, so maybe I'll I'll think of something else to talk about in the meanwhile. But in the meanwhile, thank you guys again for listening. I really It really does mean a lot that you take the time to listen to my mine and Joey's inane ramblings about video games. <laughs> I know that the internet is just flooded with people talking about video games, and we're just another voice in the sea. So it really does mean a lot that you take the time out of your day to listen to us. And if we can do anything to make your day a little bit brighter, and if we've made your commute a little bit better, or we've made, you know, your shitty job a little less shitty, then I'm happy about that. So thanks again, you guys. And if you want to get in touch... um, Check out our email. It's the extreme at gmail.com. I T S T A G X S T R E A M at gmail.com. Uh, or you can look us up on all the social stuff. Um, I might be planning on revamping our social stuff soon. Um, just because I'm not good at it. <laughs> I'm the first to admit that shit. I don't think I'm good at this. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. But definitely, if you want to get in touch, the email is the best way. Uh, Thank you guys again for listening, and I will talk to you next week.